everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. In today's video, we're gonna talk about how you can tap your retirement accounts, and here I'm specifically talking about traditional IRAs and 401ks, how you can gain access to those funds uh, before you turn 59 and a half without paying the 10% penalty. So this video is really for those folks that wanna retire early, and I'm gonna give you three strategies uh, that you can use uh, to do that. And uh, that's what we're gonna do. Now, let me show you on the screen. I've got a lot of notes and a lot of sources. Let me get rid of that box, there we go. Uh, we're gonna be looking at most of these today, uh, but I'm going to leave a link in the first comment below this video to my uh, website, robberger.com, a specific page on that site that will give you everything you see on the screen. And there's actually a lot more here than maybe meets the eye because I, I'm gonna be expanding a lot of stuff here. Tons of resources that I think are very, very uh, useful. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, let's get started. I like to categorize the way you can tap uh, your retirement accounts early into actually three buckets. You see them here. There's a hardship exception. That's These are the terms I've come up with to sort of best explain these exceptions. These are not IRS terms, but there are what I call hardship exceptions, invest in your future exceptions. And our focus today early retirement exceptions, but I do want to just briefly talk about the first two. So hardship exceptions would be things like, you know, if you die, well, your, your family isn't going to have to pay a 10% penalty because your IRA gets, say, transferred to your spouse. Or as you see, number two, total and permanent disability. Uh, and these all apply to both 401k uh, and IRAs. There's an exception for the military uh, if you're a, a qualified um, military reservists to get called to active duty. There's some uh, exceptions if you uh, spend so much in, in medical expenses that are unreimbursed, you can see there. Uh, there's a 401k loan. I put that into the hardship exception. It may or may not be for hardship. It may be, you know, to buy a car, which I wouldn't recommend using your 401k for that purpose. But in any event, I put the 401k loan in the hardship bucket. Uh, there's some special rules if you get divorced and you have a qualified domestic relations order. Obviously, if, if that's you, you can talk to your divorce attorney. Um, there's also a sort of a technical, uh, what they call permissive withdrawal if you've been auto-enrolled into a 401k uh, when you join your company and you decide that's not for you, you want out, you have a, a short period of time to do that. So all of this information will be in the link I'll leave below the video. And then uh, what I call invest in your future exceptions and there's really mainly two, uh, education expenses. And if you're a first time home buyer, again, there are, there are rules for both of these. I'll leave all the information in the, in the link. The one thing I'll stress though, is that these only apply to IRAs. They do not apply to 401ks, which not a lot of people know. All right, so with that, I wanna get to uh, the early retirement exceptions. And as I mentioned, um, there are three. So let's, let's dive right in. And the first one, as you can see here, is equal payments, or they call it uh, a series of substantially equal payments. And here's, here's the deal and the concept behind all of this. All of the rules around 401ks and IRAs, as complicated as they can, can be, are designed really to sort of encourage us to use our, our, our money for retirement, right? It's not for short-term savings. That's why they have the 10% penalty. In the first place, it's to discourage us from pulling our money out uh, before we retire. But the IRS recognizes that some folks retire before they're 59 and a half, right? And so it's sort of in recognition of that, they've come up with some exceptions uh, to the rule. 
And uh, this is probably uh, one of them. I, I, I don't know how common it is. And in fact, people that I talk to don't even know that it exists. But the idea is if you take out uh, the same amount of money, we'll talk about how it's calculated, uh, effectively the same amount of money each year, these are what they call substantially equal payments. Uh, you set that up. You can actually start taking money out without the 10% penalty at any age. There's no limit for this. And it applies to both 401ks and IRAs. Now, you know there's no free lunch. There are some gotchas. What are they? Well, first of all, the, the IRS is going to determine, and there's actually three different methods to do this. We'll look at them. But they're going to determine the amount you take out each year. There are formulas. You have to follow them. You can't just decide on your own. Well, I'll take out, you know, 50,000 this year and 20,000 next. It doesn't work that way. You're sort of locked in uh, to one of three formulas. You have to follow them. Think of them like a required minimum distribution. And in fact, the RMD formula is one of the three formulas uh, that you can use. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. The second thing is, once you decide to do this and you start down that path, you're locked in. And in fact, you can't stop taking these substantially equal payments until two things have happened. First, at least five years have passed. So you got to do this at a minimum for five years and you have to turn 59 and a half. You have to qualify, you have to sort of qualify under both of those rules. So, you know, if you're 40, you're going to have to do this until you're 59 and a half. If you're 58, you still have to do it for, full, for the full five years. So that would put you at what, 63. So there are some gotchas. You have to keep that in mind. Uh, but it can help a lot of folks that want to retire before they're 59 and a half. Now, there's one other sort of strategic thing you need to know as you think through how you might do all of this. And it's the following. You don't have to apply this to all of your IRA accounts and all of your 401k accounts. You can pick and choose. So you could actually use that strategically. If you decide that you want to use this method, say for $500,000 worth of, of retirement funds in an IRA, you can set up an IRA transfer from one IRA to another, that $500,000, um, and then apply the rule just to that one account. You could apply it to more than one account if you want to, but the point is you can sort of decide uh, which retirement funds uh, this will apply to. Now, having said that, once you pick an account or accounts, it has to apply to everything in those accounts. So you can't have a million dollar account and decide, well, I'll only apply this to 500,000 of it. You would actually have to go to the trouble of separating the money out, transferring some of it to a new IRA, and then applying this rule, you know, to the one you wanted to. But still, it can be done, it may take a little work. Uh, but that is uh, the first sort of way to get money out of a retirement account before you're 59 and a half. You'll have to pay the taxes, of course, uh, but you could avoid the 10% penalty. Now, I mentioned that there are actually three different ways to calculate the amount you'll be required to take out each year. I'll leave, as you see here, I will leave uh, these links here. They're very, very helpful. Here is one of them, and I'll just show you. Um, it's a, a page on the IRS's website. It goes through everything you need to know. I would still recommend you, you speak with, uh, if you're at Vanguard or Fidelity, they're going to have folks that can help you, or maybe you have an advisor. I would highly recommend that. Uh, but you can see here, in fact, it's item six, I believe. Yeah. And they talk about different ways uh, the payments can be calculated. And one example I want to show you 
is they use uh, an example with uh, someone with four hundred thousand uh, dollars in their IRA. This was uh, a somewhat dated article, uh, but that's fine. And they walk through the different methods of how you can calculate the annual payment. The thing I want to show you is, uh, and the numbers do vary, but you can see here um, under the required minimum distribution method. I recall I mentioned this was one of the three methods at four hundred thousand. Uh, and you have to remember there's age requirements because they're going to look up your life expectancy, right? So here they were using uh, a, a fictional person named Bob who is age 50. Uh, he would, under this method, pull out 11696 bucks. That would change each year simply as the balance in his account change. And of course, he gets, he's, he gets older. He's older by one year. And so that's going to change his life expectancy. And the IRS has charts and links for all of that. There are other methods, as you can see here, and they re result in different amounts, right? Here, 18.8, and just a little bit less under what they call the fixed annuitization method. So there are three different ways you can calculate the number. As you saw on the screen, um, I'll leave links to all of that. You can check it out yourself. But that's the first way. Again, it applies to both IRAs and 401ks. Let's take a look at the, the next option. And this applies only to 401ks. And it's what I call the age 55 option. You can see it here. And, and here's the deal. If you separate from your company, from service, they call it, um, during or after the year you turn 55, uh, you can tap the money in the 401k at that employer without a penalty. All right. Now, you notice I emphasized some words in that, and there's a reason for it. So let's say you think, well, I want to retire the year I turn 54, but that's okay. I'll do that. I'll leave the money in the 401k and when I turn 55, then I can start taking it out. Right, Rob? No. No, you can't do that. You have to separate from your employer in the year you turn 55 or older. If you do it, if you separate when you're 54, the age 55 exception is gone. You can't use it. That's the first thing to keep in mind. Second thing is you might say, okay, fine, I'll wait till I'm 55. I got it. But you know, I'm gonna tap not only my current 401k. Uh, but a, a 401k I still have it at a previous employer. Well, you can't do that. It's only the 401k at the employer you separate from in the year you turn 55 or it could be older as well. Now, you could take that old 401k and roll it into your current 401k if they allow it, and then you'd have a larger balance and it could apply to that larger balance, but it only applies to the 401k where you're working when you separate from employment in the year you turn 55 or older. Now. You might say, well, you know, I was thinking about rolling over my 401k to an IRA, so maybe I'll do that. I'll retire in the year I turn 55. I hear you loud and clear, got that. But I'm going to roll it over to an IRA and I'll just start taking it out of there. No, you can't do that. It's got to stay in the 401k. Now, one thing you could do, if you have a rollover IRA from a previous employer, for example, and your current 401k allows you to roll that into their 401k, you could do that, but it's got to stay there. If you retire when you're 55 and roll that over to an IRA, uh, the, the, the exception, it doesn't apply. So it's, there's a lot of nuances and one wrong move can sort of spoil the whole thing. So I encourage you, do your research, check out the resources. I'm going to leave below uh, in the link below the video. Uh, talk to the administrator of your HR plan. I, trust me, Vanguard, Fidelity, Schwab, these folks know all these rules. Now, the person you first get on the phone when you call them may not know all these rules, but they have retirement departments, folks that specialize in this stuff. 
get some uh, good advice before you make a decision. My goal is to just let you know this option is out there. All right, now the third one is not technically uh, an exception to all of these rules, but I think it's really important and you can see it here. It's uh, what's called a Roth IRA conversion ladder. And I've, I've got a resource here to the Mad Scientist, uh, a great site. And again, that'll be in the links, but let me just walk through conceptually how this uh, would, would work. With what is, first of all, let's start with what a Roth IRA conversion is. So you take the same money you've gotten a traditional IRA and you simply move it over to a Roth. Now, when you do that, uh, that's a, called a conversion. You're gonna pay taxes uh, on, on the money, right? Now, there could be after-tax dollars in, a, in an IRA. You wouldn't pay taxes on that, but let's assume you've been saving in a traditional IRA, you've been taking your tax deductions each year, you convert to a Roth, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pay taxes on it, but you're not gonna pay the 10% penalty. Now, uh, once it's in the Roth, what can you do with it? Well, uh, you can't actually spend the converted money right away, or you'll get hit with that 10% penalty. You've gotta wait five years. Once five years has passed, and it's five years from, from January 1 of the year you do the conversion. Once five years have passed, you can actually spend the converted money. Remember, you've already paid taxes on it. You got that covered. You did that when, when you did the conversion. But after five years, you can also spend it and uh, not pay that 10% penalty. And that five-year rule applies to each and every conversion. So if I do one conversion this year, five-year clock starts. If I do a, another conversion next year, a whole brand new five-year clock starts for that conversion. That may seem confusing, but here's what the IRS is actually trying to do. They're trying to avoid the situation where someone gets this bright idea. You know, I wanna take money out of my traditional IRA. I'll pay the taxes. I really wanna avoid that 10% penalty. How can I do that? Well, I know, I'll convert to a Roth. I've heard that Roth contributions can be taken out tax and penalty free. So I'll just convert to the Roth and immediately spend the money and I should be fine. The IRS says, no, 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 no. We're not gonna let you get around the 10% penalty so easily. When you convert to a Roth, it's not a contribution, it's a conversion. Sometimes they refer to it as a conversion contribution. I think just to confuse us, but it's a conversion. The rules on a conversion are different than the rules on a Roth IRA contribution. And with the conversion, you have to wait five years before you can spend the money without paying uh, the 10% penalty. Now keep in mind, once that five years has, has elapsed, assuming you're still not 59 and a half, yes, you can spend the amount you've converted without any penalties or taxes, but you can't spend the earnings that that conversion has generated. That's treated separately. And so you would want to wait until you're 59 and a half on the earnings. But here's where it can help early retirees. You can start building out a Roth IRA conversion ladder once you retire. So let's imagine you retire at 50. You have money to live on. It could be from taxable resources. It could be using some of the other strategies uh, we've talked about in this uh, uh, video. Uh, but you've retired at 50. And because you're not uh, working a full-time job, your income has gone down significantly. And so you're in a much lower tax bracket. So the idea would be each year for the next five years, you would convert from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA, what you would need to live on in year six of your early retirement. So that first year, you'd give it five years to avoid the 10% penalty. And then in year two of retirement, you do another conversion. And then in year three, four, and five, 
that would then set you up for years six, seven, eight, nine, and 10 of early uh, early retirement. And of course, it doesn't have to be a five year, you, you know, you could do, do this for three years or, or for four years or for, for seven years. Part of it would just depend on, you know, how old you are when you retire, your other sources uh, of retirement income and so on. It'll also depend on uh, your tax bracket when you do the conversion, because ideally you wanna be in as low a tax bracket as you can because you're gonna be paying taxes on the conversion. But the real key is to just let you know that this Roth IRA conversion ladder is another strategy uh, that you can use to help fund early retirement while avoiding that pesky 10% penalty. Look, I know I've thrown a lot at you today. I appreciate you at least hanging in there with me. As I said, I'll have links to an article with all of this information in the uh, first comment uh, below this video. Hope this is helpful to you. Be happy to answer any questions you might have. Keep in mind, all of this is tricky business. Uh, it's very easy to make mistakes with how to handle retirement accounts. So I strongly encourage you to talk to a professional, whether it's where your, H your 401k is administered, where you hold your IRAs, a financial advisor, make sure you're doing this right uh, before you head down the path. Because once you start making choices and moving money around, uh, you're, you're going to have to deal with the consequences of those choices. If you do it right, it can be, uh, I think, a very good thing. You do it wrong and you could end up with taxes and penalties that you might not have expected. But still, if you have any questions, leave them in the comments below. I'll do my best to help you out. And until next time, remember, the best thing money could buy is financial freedom.